0: people. Welcome. Welcome to episode 21 of Rug Radio and NFTs Beyond the Floor with me, Ben the Greek, at the NFT 101, your host. Episode 21, racing towards 40 episodes by January 2023, people. You heard it here. That's the ambition. Uh, following... 20 previous episodes, all now available as a collection of podcasts via Spotify and Apple Music. Go there now, follow, download, and listen back at your leisure. We have started a comprehensive breakdown of Web3 progression, as told by the builders, artists, and founders with real intent. We delve deep into some of the most exciting projects in the space and bring you a show That moves chat away from a review of like the markets and the NFT gossip. Uh, And our focus really remains on the importance of storytelling in Web3 and the power of narrative to make a project unmissable. I open the series every Monday and Thursday at the same time, 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 midday Eastern and 5 p.m. here in the UK. And today we have a very quiet room, people. Um on my panel I have Tom. Hello Tom. How are you?
1: How are you doing, big man? It's a bit quiet today in Web3 World. Hey, you know what? It's a Monday. Sometimes it just gets like this. sometimes it's like this. It's getting a little bit a little bit darker, a little bit colder in the UK. Myself and Spaceman have just arrived back from Sunny Ibiza oh. Literally, literally ten minutes ago. Are you serious? Um, um i'm looking slightly more tanned nft spaceman's looking slightly more red and uh yeah well thank you for joining i
0: do appreciate that i uh i was very jealous i assumed you were going to be on a lounger with
1: pina colada for the day hell no i'm back in my back in my cold flat in london oh. and but however i'm looking forward to very much listening to today and um speaking to the national lampoon guys because yeah m- much of my childhood was uh uh kind of circulated around all of the films so yeah absolutely can't wait to dig into this
0: exactly same as me i think it's a really really interesting subject a great project a great brand like a sleeping giant of a brand really and i think oh, i'm I'm really looking forward just to understanding a bit more about the conversion into web3 nft spaceman hello
2: sir hey ben GM, gm, GM. Just, uh, yeah great to be on as uh, tom said we're we're fresh back um couple of days out in the sunshine was great um to be honest we met a ton of really really exciting and interesting people i think we probably met a few future guests for wow the show. okay so, so tell me uh, a little bit about what you guys have been doing was there an event uh yeah yeah so shout out to the um infinity nft team um specifically jani the founder uh he invited Um, Just about 100 people from as far away as Argentina, uh, but also (laughs) mostly mostly European, um, quite a few UK guys uh, based now in Portugal, interestingly. Um, And uh, yeah, it was the launch party of the Infinity NFT project, which is a pass to essentially access uh, VIP, Money Can't Buy events, uh, around the world. That is his ambition over the next and uh, uh, coming years. Like, Amazing. Fantastic.
0: Well, it sounds like a great event, and uh, I'm a bit jealous, if I'm honest. Um, let's uh, let's talk about last week. I met with the uh, the team from Buddha Brothers, which was a very, very interesting concept, and then Will from Cryptoria, um, a, uh, a real-time strategy game on thursday which was a very disrupted ruggy kind of space i tell you it was a nightmare um but a very insightful show and the guys there were very good i i, I did some serious editing uh to then drop the podcast which was 45 minutes long instead of an hour <laughs> because that's how long we were hanging around <laughs> waiting for people to uh come back online um and then um and then yeah uh i think um just really really interesting topics and i think if we're going to if we're going to encourage mass adoption in the space then we need to validate good intentions and that was something that the guys from cryptoria were talking about this idea of knowing that you're investing in a project where people are really really kind of like have good intentions and i think only then will we begin to start that process of mass adoption and also kind of like welcoming in Big brands with a big following and step forward uh, the National Lampoon and um, this was an American comedy humor magazine that spawned like movies and radio and live theater in the states during the 1970s and the 1980s launching the careers of greats in uh, like Bill Murray and John Belushi who I remember watching uh, Blues Brothers when I was a kid and that was like Oh, my God. John Belushi was the man. Um, Gilda Radner, Chevy Chase. Like we're talking about serious institutions in comedy uh from the 1970s and 80s. And now under new stewardship, the brand is about to enter Web3 with the launch of their first project, The Poison Pill. So I would like to welcome uh, Harshan um with hashan uh yogi i'm gonna call him and james from uh nl studios hi guys hey everybody Um, thanks for having us (laughs) great well no thank you for joining um you know very very quick admin the format of these spaces is intended to be a pretty open conversation um i have uh our speakers so that's tom and spaceman but then um you know, also you guys are up on stage and we'll have 45 minutes or so of conversation and then look to invite a number of people from the audience to give their view or ask a question. Um, before we get going, people, please take a moment to share this space with your followers and also comment in the um, the little uh, section down in the bottom right hand corner. Um, let the world know you are here. Help the algorithm and, uh, and share this space with your followers also. So, guys, thanks for joining. Um, best place to start, I suppose, is, is please introduce yourself, yourselves, <laughs> your backgrounds, but then also, like, National Lampoon and NL Studios.
3: Uh, who wants to go first? I, I could jump in and go first really quick, because they're going to bring bring more of the meat. I'm just the, the potatoes in this, in this case. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but really quick, I've been in Web3 and NFT since probably December of 2020, maybe January 2021. It's all blur. Uh, but uh, my background is more on the traditional side of marketing, working for different media companies like CBS and Univision. Uh, and then I'm also a photographer, and I got into the Web3 space because I thought, hey, I'll make some NFT photography. Uh, which I do a little bit, but really ultimately what ended up happening is as I got to really be educated in the space and start to work with some different projects, um, I started to gain a real excitement for for this universe and ended up getting introduced to Raj and Yogi. Uh, and they are the, you know, Raj is the CEO of National and Yogi is the co-founder of NL Studios. Uh, and um, they were thinking about coming into Web3 uh, they already talked about it for a year and we got introduced and we've spent the, basically almost the last year developing kind of how National Lampoon should come into Web3, kind of making sure that they wanted to make sure they understood the space, the community, how to build here uh, and, and really kind of how to offer something that's going to have value that isn't just about a brand coming into the space and saying, hey, we've got a big name. We like, you like comedy? Come buy our NFT. We'll, we'll make you laugh like, you know, every third year or something like that. So we really, really put a lot of time into building this out. I'll let them kind of describe all about, you know, the history of NL and the poison pill. But uh, I'm personally very honored and excited to be a part of this team. Uh, Not only are they great guys and intelligent guys, but they're building something that's going to add to, I think, this community. And really, it's about building a, a comedy community in the Web3 space, whether you're a comedy fan or you're a comedian or you've got comedic ideas then you know this is all kind of for you and i know ben we spoke about it briefly or a couple times before this show mm-hmm. thank you so much for having us on and i'll let you know kind of raj jump in and kind of talk about you know national lampoon and kind of where it is and, and, and what's coming on with it
0: amazing thank you and uh, yeah thanks ever so much for that and i am as i say really really excited so i'll, I'll pass over to raj then If uh, hey raj how are you
4: Hi, Ben. Good morning. Hi, Tom. Thanks for having us. Great
0: stuff. Thank you. So do you want to give us a little bit more of a, an update on yourself as well? And and uh, and then maybe, you know, give us an update on what's, what's been happening with National Lamprune, like the brand, since 1998, and why Web3 mm-hmm. now?
4: Sure, sure. Uh, out of
0: curiosity, why did you choose
4: 1998?
0: Uh because I did some research over the weekend. And my understanding is that 1998 was when the magazine was uh, shelved in terms of distribution of that, which I know was obviously the kind of the pin that everything was, was uh, built on. So uh, that was why that's I chose right. that date.
4: That's right. Okay, well, you've done your homework. I just wasn't sure if it coincided with uh, with that date and you knew that it was a lucky guess. But that's good. Okay.
0: <laughs> Always do my research, Raj. Right?
4: <laughs> um, well, Ben, I my background is uh, film production and producing films uh, for the last ten years. Before that, I was an investor, so I started out in uh, on Wall Street and doing banking and private equity. And through that career path, I began uh, at the last institution I was investing with. We we began investing in media and entertainment, and that's how I actually segued into becoming a film producer uh we we took over national lampoon in 2017 and at that point my partner kevin and i he's not in attendance here we had shifted from producing films at a higher volume to kind of getting behind more concentrated strategies that were ip driven like National Lampoon. And, and actually in the same year, we also purchased the rights to the book, The Alchemist, if you know that one. And that's another project separately that we're working on as well. Um, National Lampoon was, uh, it was the culmination of, of, of failed efforts to create a comedy strategy. Really, we looked at different ways to do more of it. But the only success we had was doing pictures one-off. And it just felt like there was a real sort of shortage of good especially filmed content in the comedy space uh and we were we were seeing uh the volume of theatrical films in the comedy space decrease year on year you know it just kept shifting towards Ted poles and marvel films and and other kind of films of that ilk and and comedy just as a genre was is something we have a lot of have had a lot of fun and success putting together ourselves, but also financially it's just kind of like horror. It does well uh, over the long run. You don't, it's really hard to kind of have a series of stinkers in comedy. It's, it's just, you know, it's something people seek out and want to go experience together. So, uh, one day we got a phone call from one of our own backers who said, Hey, somebody said national lampoon's available. Do you guys want to take a look? And, and the rest is history. And so, um, Going backwards though to ninety eight, we this this brand has changed hands uh, one, two, three. We are the fourth time it's changed hands, and I think since its origin, the 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 kind of the pitfalls of of leadership, it was there was a consistency which is no one necessarily cared about ensuring that the nucleus that was the writer's room in each instance, uh, you know, kind of had its own safe Haven and could thrive. And that the, the the curation of the talent there, uh, was kept consistent with the original core group. And you kind of saw, uh, the quality control start to diminish as the brand and the financial success of the business, uh, rose and so it became leveraging the awareness and licensing out the name uh to other projects and and not necessarily acting as principles in it really feeling like you owned it and worked on it from the ground up and it was something that you could be proud of so 98 is is yes that is when they stopped publishing the magazine there are a variety of reasons that went into that um and some of it was very much financially driven The just, you know, the, the subscriptions were starting to decrease as the internet was coming about. Um, and the company was public at the time. And so it remained public really until, uh, 2011, 12. And, you know, at that time, then all of this is public. The, the couple of fellows that were running it, uh, basically committed, uh, a range of white collar crimes that's actually what led to our ability to take over had we had they not done that some studio would own it right now national lampoon would be a segment inside paramount or sony or one of the major studios it would have been a no-brainer for them to own Uh, but because it had this kind of uh, it was in this quagmire and had a stigma attached to it uh, no one wanted to touch it. And it took several years for all of that to be cleaned up. And we just were lucky enough to be early to, uh, to reviewing the opportunity once all of that was cleaned up. So uh, I, I hope that kind of answers your question. I don't know if I missed anything you were hoping to hear, but um, you know, this is a discussion as you said, so.
0: Yeah, no, no, uh, it's pretty, pretty clear. And I think the fact that you're the fourth owner in that time is wild. Like, I guess it's one of those things really with so much changing in popular culture it's difficult to know what to do with the brand and I suppose that's really then where web3 kicks in because now you're able to almost build a community right around the IP that you you have inherited and what you're what you're able to push forward with. So what what's that looking like?
4: Yeah, and 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 to your point media changes as we all know so frequently that you have to have an intermediate or long-term kind of view towards an effort. Otherwise, you're never going to have enough time to succeed. And I bring that up because when, as you were saying that, you triggered something, which was in 2000, I believe it was six through eight, National Lampoon and its affiliate websites were the number one comedic destination on web two. So before funny or die, college humor all of them really rose to success. we this this company was number one and they were getting like five million monthly unique visitors, which was a lot at the time. And yet it didn't really the the business model of of selling ads and however else web 2 was monetized hadn't properly catch up and they ran out of you know they ran out of steam before they really had a chance to go. You know, really plant the flag as an established brand in that in that space, and so um, we we look at Web three the same way. The good news is Web three uh, you can be more kind of discriminating and control the curation of what you're doing at a at a much greater level, and that's why we feel it feels like this is the this is everything we hope to do outside of just traditional film and TV can be done here and include traditional film and TV because of the way it, it just blurs the lines and breaks the wall between the audience community, uh, the creators, the artists, our brand, and what, whatever it is we're kind of creating together. Uh, so that, and that came about really through, you know, as James said, we've, we've spent quite a bit of time looking at the space now without, taking action until late summer uh we got a bunch of phone calls at the beginning of last year saying hey you know there's some groups that want to license your uh, catalog for web3 and basically just create nfts out of clips and stills and just artworks all of that stuff uh and and they were interesting deals but uh, i called yogi who's my cousin and also kind of crypto native and been in the space for six seven years and and i said we have this opportunity what do you think and and, and he can share more about this, but he at the time was also already kind of active in the NFT and Web3 space as well. And uh, it turned into a, a a conversation about doing it ourselves versus handing over, you know, the, the treasure to someone else. So uh, that began in earnest last February, March. And, yeah, it's been almost 18. It's been 18 months since we kind of shifted from looking at that kind of opportunity to what we're doing today
0: amazing well look um i think it'd be great for yogi to talk about that maybe we can weave that into the next two questions that the first one i have here is i hit this every time uh storytelling right it's it's really really important to this show it's really important to myself and the uh the the guest speakers the panel speakers that i have up what does storytelling mean to national lampoon right and to the project that you're pulling together now
4: storytelling not only means any means something it, it literally is what underpins what we're what our goals and hopes and dreams are uh, you know from a comedy standpoint uh comedians we all know are storytellers and they kind of sit on the vanguard or the forefront of uh, you know social satire observation poking fun at what's going on but kind of examining truths and so you know thematically in web 3 the notion of decentralization um and and then in parallel with that from our standpoint building a, a safe space that is uh resistant and very much first amendment friendly i.e free speech um that became from a philosophical standpoint <clears throat> what was most critical to us that we build a place that that we know the fans and the community will want to engage in because they just like what's there but as important, or more importantly, a place where the creators felt they had the freedom to actually express what they wanted and didn't have fear of cancellation or, or whatever it was, making the headlines. Now it's a it's a tightrope that you walk because you have to make sure there's no hate that's being promoted or anything like that. Uh, but you know, offensive is subjective. It really is, and and so we, we know from our experience over the last 10, and in my case, Kevin, my partner, he's been doing this since 2004. uh, We know what makes a good story and what makes a good storyteller. There are common traits you can see among, you know, among either category. And so as long as we can pick good stories and good storytellers, no matter how edgy or irreverent, or, you know, maybe it's just broad and and it's sweet, uh, that's okay too. It's about making sure that what we put up is kind of, fundamentally good good meaning like qualitatively good and so um we we've spent a lot of time alongside building our strategy out cherry picking uh, a slate of projects and content including working with mr comedy in the writer's room to put something together that we'll be proud of and we know will resonate with uh with fans in the audience
0: amazing i uh i i I I guess, like you know, obviously, storytelling underpins. Okay, what it what it means to kind of build good comedy. Um, Tell us though, for Web three, this seems like a really different angle. I mean, I'm guessing you know you've just mentioned it. There there would have been an opportunity to delve into the National Lampoon archive, and yet you've resisted that. That's amazing. So you're really, really kind of building this process out with a push on creators like can you give us a real overview then of what this web3 project looks like
5: raj do you mind if i jump in real quick actually i got something to say about this i'm sure yeah man so hey everybody gm grand rising uh judd here mr comedy uh so i've been a comic and writer for some time i've worked on a few shows worked with a few podcasts i actually interned with national lampoon uh way back in the day and, uh, you know, over the years we just maintained and developed a relationship, and now I'm, uh, I'm kind of spearheading the writer's room project that we've got going on, uh, as well as some other things that we've got coming out later this year that we're very excited to share with you. What I'm super excited about as far as the Web3 applications or um, deployments of our comedy, our content, is that, you know, obviously storytelling and comedy are the you know, they, they not only reflect, reflect culture and reality, they have the power to shape it and Web3 structure to being more or less monopolized by pre existing institutions. By that, I mean, like, you know, SNL has various incentives to not push things too far or to not critique one side versus another. Uh that doesn't exist on web three. It is purely decentralized in a way that's very exciting and very, uh, germane to anybody really looking to make a joke and get rewarded for it. And comedy is a pure meritocracy at the end of the day. And that's, what's fantastic about it. And that's what this structure, this underlying, uh, network is really going to be all about.
0: Thank you. That's a, uh that's great and and i think you know pushing back to the question i think what i'm trying to really place here though is you're creating a number of poison pills and like in its rawest form your um holders will be able to mint them and and own them and what will that provide what what is the framework then that is being built out here for national lampoon as a web3 project
4: yeah ben i um <clears throat> thanks for re- reiterating that so it's it's kind of a bifurcated answer the poison pill is the initial project it's a entree into the space and it's meant to be for super fans evangelists uh, of of comedy especially comedy in web 3 and essentially what the poison, the poison pill itself is a 4k animation right now the rough cut is about 24 seconds it will probably land around 20 so it's an animation that will actually change over time, uh, and um, and I won't say too much about it, but we'll we'll sneak peek uh, stills and, and sub clips of it. We have been, but we'll continue to over the next couple of weeks. The poison pill itself is an all access pass to all the content and um, and uh, and offerings that come thereafter. The writers' room will uh, kickstart that with we've announced this last week, a reboot of the magazine in a digital format. We're still actually coming up with what we're going to call it, but it will be a combination of uh, a multimedia file uh, containing everything from uh, cartoons to uh, short stories and funny articles to, to sketches and filmed content all embedded in one file. And that will actually go out monthly. So Poison Pill holders, for example, have a lifetime subscription to that. And then behind the poison pill, as I was kind of, uh, alluding to earlier in some remarks, we have a slate of everything from feature films to animated shorts, uh, to a live comedy tour that we're putting together, um, at, at the parent company where pill holders will either have access to buy free, t- buy tickets, get free tickets, um, uh, be airdropped other content. Uh, in some, in the case of the poison pill holders, again, we'll give away uh, hard copies of the magazine, like original issues from the 70s. We're still figuring out how many we'll give away. Uh, so it, it's a little bit, it's a smattering of everything, but uh, ultimately <clears throat> the idea is to kind of, like I said earlier, cr- in allow those holders more, uh let's say governance is a strong word but uh voting rights and directional input on the creative uh decision making at national lampoon and even within the content thank you
0: much clearer i get it now and i'm sorry i don't mean sure. to, uh, to push on it but it's just it's um it's a new concept right and uh and so i'm just i just want to be really clear about like what that looks like and and how the uh, community, why the Web3 community can participate? NFT spaceman, your hands up.
2: It's up, it's up. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, firstly, less of a question, more of a challenge. Like, I am expecting the next level uh, memes from you guys in terms of uh, what we expect to uh, see. Surely, we're going to be uh, treated to some absolute uh, beauties over the, the the coming coming weeks. Am I right?
4: you wouldn't believe how much time we spend deliberating over uh, (laughs) the memes that we're kind of uh, banking to come out. And, and in some instances, uh, in our communications, it's like, they're not ready to see this yet. We might cancel ourselves before we even launch to, okay, this is just, it's not there. The joke's not there. So yes, you are absolutely right. Uh, And, 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 and there's been a trickle of it so far, but we haven't really pushed the edge uh, because we want to get a little bit of critical mass while we do that. But uh, yes, absolutely,
2: yeah. yeah. And I guess you know we we're used to uh, often talking to to founders and teams, you know, post mint and often you know months and in in some cases a year after mint. So I'm um, speaking to you guys be, before going live is uh, is super interesting for for me today. So thanks for that, and hopefully to the guys listening live and uh, the guys recording uh listening to the recording but uh, i guess a, a question um and hopefully uh a, a, a nice open one is like what does success look like for you guys what what would you consider you know the success factors the kpis uh, uh of, of the project what have you settled on there <laughs> i just
4: used the word critical mass and i'll use it again i think and I've been saying this since we took over National Lampoon. If it becomes a place, it's already known, uh, especially stateside. As a, uh, and I know it's known over there in the UK as well. But stateside, eighty uh, percent of uh, U.S. and Canada recognizes National Lampoon. So at, at, a, at a at a at a at a sort of consumer level, it's known. It's there. It's kind of in the zeitgeist, especially because the films are on TV all the time. Uh, And um, people have fond memories or kind of it evokes uh, warm feelings. But it's really about creating the creator hotbed and having that nucleus or institution come back where it became the place that that kind of pushed the envelope for what what comedy is. And also um, and also uh, becoming the place that kind of broke the next. Uh, generation of talent and voices and that that's what it was that's why it was so successful in the 70s and kind of the first half of the 80s and that's also it, it's not a coincidence that it changed hands the ownership changed right as that kind of fall off occurred and 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 like i said i don't think they focused on just making sure they had the right creatives and they were really scouting and making sure there was an open door policy and like mr comedy said comedy is a meritocracy. They were just taking writing submissions and the best and wildest ones, those people just got invited to come write in the room. And so I think once we create a place where that, it's, an, it's, it's like SNL was in its heyday, where everyone aspired to be on it so that they could go break their careers in comedy. We're looking at it the same way. It's just that SNL was, a, is, was and is a single sketch show, and this is meant to be a, a content incubator. Uh, for all media and formats so it once they're talking about it that's when we'll feel good because that means it can last you know indefinitely
0: love it thank you great question by the way <laughs> baseman. thank you for that um so yeah okay well look you've got a fully docs team and and uh, i was doing a little bit of research on that like tell us a bit more about the people working with you on the project and maybe some of the different things that those guys have developed and delivered to date
4: Sure. Sure. Uh, well, I can start with Kevin and I, uh, we, like I said, we met, we actually met socially, uh, 10 years ago, 11 years ago through mutual friends and became business partners about six months later. And now it's now we again, we're running on 11 years. Uh, Kevin, uh, went to film school. He went to Tisch and he wanted to be a filmmaker, but then he also got his MBA thereafter because he wanted to speak both languages of business and, um, And art and uh, and so together um, under the banner of Palm Star, which is the company he founded, and that is the company that acquired National Lampoon. um, We've done between the two of us, 50 films um, and and it and the genres range. So, you know, everything from there is a big action comedy on Netflix called True Memoirs of an International Assassin. Kevin James was the star of that. Uh, we produced that. to, We did *Hereditary*, which was a horror film we put out a couple years ago um, through A24. Like I said, we also have the rights to *The Alchemist*, um, and, which is you know a beloved uh, uh, a novel written by Paulo Coelho. And um, and then and so we're kind of at the at the top of the kind of uh, both the It's on the business side, but also the creative side, just driving this forward. We are partners with a management company called LBI, who are very established here in Hollywood. Uh, They manage big talent like uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, Jonah Hill, Jennifer Lawrence, names like that, Jamie Foxx, etc. And so we're working with them to help look for projects and talent that can come work with us. Uh, uh, you know, as we go here, actually, they also represent Bobby hundreds, um, coincidentally. So it's kind of neat that there's that overlap. Um, so and then we have Yogi, who's a co founder in the business. Yogi, again, is kind of our crypto whiz kid and helped kind of launch this venture, NLNFT. Uh, James and Artsnitch, uh, well, he's it's the same person. I, James, and uh, <laughs> his 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 friend and colleague Lindsay, who's become a friend and colleague of ours, she's also here. Um, Hunt Club hero. Uh, the three of them and Mark all, have all been kind of instrumental in, in uh, establishing us, especially uh, in channels like these Twitter Spaces, giving us credibility and validity and. Helping us get in front of people and and create chatter and buzz, and um, and discussion around what we're doing, and just keep that keep the tinder burning. Uh, so yeah, you've got most of the much of the team here, and then uh, the rest are all kind of um, it's all project based or ad hoc from a creative standpoint. And Yogi, maybe you can talk about our uh, strategic partners, and who who Ben and Tom and some other folks might know in in. Uh, in the space as well.
6: Hey guys, how's it going? Thank you for having us. Um, Yeah, no. So yeah, I think the way that we wanted to structure the team was how do we, how are we lean, but how do we have the right skills um, that, that kind of check all the boxes and, you know, the the way that Raj kind of mentioned it, like, you know, I, I've been kind of on the, on the web three strategy side, just based on my background. And then, you know, Hunk Club joined us earlier this year. He's very ingrained in the community. So it was like, all right, how do we get someone that's, you know, living this day in and day out? Uh, also as a sounding board, like, does this make sense? You know, Art Snitch and, and Lindsay with um, the, the, the the partnership and the, the spaces side. And when it came to our, our strategic partners, it was, all right, we, you know, our our kind of best capabilities are – are on the content side and kind of what we want to build. Like, you know, what does the NFT look like? You know, what is the poison pill, you know, an all-access pass? How does it live and breathe? Um, And what kind of utility benefits? And what would the ideal customer experience look like? That's what I've been kind of focused on. And we brought in Aspen NFT, which is a a new NFT minting platform. And frankly, one of the biggest reasons we brought them is, A, um, they are very focused on creator protections. Um, so how do we, you know, we're uh, established IP. It's a bit harder for us to navigate these waters compared to a project that, you know, let's call it actually just for today, you know, like the spooky season Reddit NFTs, like it's easier to start with new IP uh, than it is to, you know, bring in established. So how do we, you know, go into this space Uh, where if we do stuff, you know, on a broader scale with movie studios, et cetera, how do we kind of create that playbook for them? And Aspen is spearheading um, privacy protections, royalty protections into the smart contract. So I think like the next step of innovation when it comes to NFTs, especially when it comes for, you know, creator protections and IP, when it comes to, um, you know, how is it used? How do we, you know, use sub derivatives of the licensing for uh, creation? Um, and so that's where Aspen comes in. We brought in Jeremy Drain, who's a, a co-founder of Aspen, to be a strategic advisor with us. His background: he uh, led PwC's blockchain group uh, back in 2013, kind of spearheaded, you know, what does Web3 mean for established uh, firms like you know PwC, the finance world, and then co-founded Nifty's, um, who has been doing a lot of Warner Brothers drops, and so you know, wanted to work with him on like, all right, how have, you know, major studios thought about this? Um, How have you kind of seen the tech grow and play out? Like where are our capabilities today? So we'll have them focus on that. Um, We brought in uh, Cameron uh, Mullen from non-fungible films and that big, and uh, that was primarily focused on, All right. These guys are a web three studio. They have a lot of IP, you know, say from like board apes that they've licensed pudgy penguins um, their own uh, oscar haley project how can we work with them to create some fun animated shows natively in web 3 and so they you know content partner there um, we have uh, a few others that we'll be announcing and then from a, a, a an advisory board perspective we brought in jimmy.eth Um, just because of how long he's been in this space and seen it evolve. Like, how do we think about this from both an institutional and retail perspective? Um, And, and uh, Gavin Gillis, who did the Bill Murray drop at project Fankman, where it was really interesting. They, you know, have somewhat solved. How do we bring in web two to web three? Um, You know, how do we kind of grow this sandbox? And so, you know, kind of how we've thought about it how do we cover all of our bases and make sure everyone that kind of comes on board helps us move
0: this forward amazing i mean that's the who's who <laughs> so uh thank you for uh thank you for being so thorough um i guess you know with with that kind of level of uh, commitment in place I'm, I'm assuming you guys already have like a level of funding be that like from the ownership side of it or, or is there like a, a an, another level of like um, i don't know like vc funding or anything like that already involved in the project
6: yeah so on the on the funding side we've you know kind of self financed in the beginning and bootstrapped this you know we have a, it's a spin off so we want to keep the web3 initiative you know separate and so we've been working on that and then we've basically brought in strategic advisors uh, and, and partners thus far on the, on the financing end, you know, individuals that can really help us, you know, drive this forward. And, you know, it's, they can invest, but also they need to kind of bring some expertise or relationships to the table. The one thing that we wanted to avoid, at least at this stage is bringing in any VC where they kind of write you a check and don't really think about you. For us, it's about, how do we have the right people that care about this or passionate about this so that we can make it a success because the other thing and it's kind of a joke it's it's funny but like we're launching probably in the worst market that we've seen in web3 and so you really need to have people that believe and are resilient um to kind of like the market turmoil and and say that like hey this is exciting this is you know going to be big but let's let's help you polish xyz and so that's how we've thought about the financing thus far. Um, basically call it like, a, yeah, strategic individuals that can kind of drive the story forward.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, it uh, it makes sense to play it that way. And uh, this is certainly a very, very challenging to to join in. But I guess like, you know, if you can build a really, really positive and engaged community during a market like this, then, when the market rebounds, you guys are going to be perfectly placed. What has it been like, kind of onboarding people? Are you finding you've got advocates and and people who will follow National Lampoon as a brand and a and a name into you know the abyss, or have you got, have you been able to onboard new people in the space?
6: Yeah, I think when it comes to onboarding, you know the traction we've seen. You know, we were in an echo uh, in an echo chamber for a large part of the last 18 months um you know it was kind of me taking the learnings i've had uh you know kind of trading especially in the nft space not just the broader web 3 you're just focused on nfts and what projects were doing and how they were doing it um you know it was this idea you know when i first thought about how we should launch it was this idea of like hype like don't share anything let the hype build and then it was like, all right, like the meta's changed and we can't really hype because we're a big enough brand that it's going to, stuff started coming out even before we ever launched anything. Um, just from like how we were changing our websites, you know, there were eyes on us. so And we had to be very careful on that. So when we decided to launch, it was this, it was very refreshing to see individuals come in and um, age be excited that, hey, we're excited that, you know, larger IPs playing in the space. Like that gives you conviction that Web3 is here to stay. It's just not native um, individuals kind of building IP, but it's, you know, even Warner Brothers coming in with Lord of the Rings last week is a a positive step uh, for the community. Um, So it's really nice to see that. Then we had more Web3 native people join that don't really know or have a history with National Lampoon just based on their age group. But, you know, excited to, you know, see storytelling NFTs or how, you know, this can be beyond just a PFP. And over time, what we've seen over the past few weeks since we've gotten live is that it's the difficulty is that Twitter and some of these social channels like Discord are a lot quieter. And so it's harder to get the word out. But as the word slowly is trickling and we have people join every day or message us where it's like, Oh, I didn't learn about you guys until last night. Like this is exciting. Yeah. So We know that it's at least from what we're trying to build and launch and what people have heard from our spaces, it's positive. The difficulty is how do we get their attention when, um, when the market just down. And so, you know, most people aren't checking, um, you know, their socials or Twitter, looking at what projects are going on. And so that's been, I think the difficulty.
0: Yeah. I, uh, I mean, I can totally relate to you discord at the moment as a as a thing has been very very slow, and so I am really really interested to kind of see how how you guys what what methods you guys are are taking or are going to take in the coming months to really try and kind of ramp up that marketing effort
6: yeah i yeah I think it's it's going to be you
0: know one thing i've seen and
6: we've seen this evolve in the space recently is show by doing. And we, you know, kind of knowingly have already done that without knowing where the market was going to head. Um, And Raj, you know, can can talk about it more if he wants to add color. But when we when we started designing the poison pill earlier this year, when it comes to like the the benefits and what this NFT looks like, we also started developing all the content that would come with it just because. We have a feeling and we've heard for like we're we have a higher bar to hit because of uh, the the fact that we're established and we have history. Like people are going to just hold us to a different standard when it comes to, um, you know, what we're doing in the NFT space. And so for us, it's about rather than, you know, just leading with National Lampoon, how do we lead with content? And that, you know, comes in the form of memes, uh, writing satire articles that, you know, we've kind of we've only dropped one thus far it was a piece on tom brady um and then also prepping our launch for the nft content the magazine that's going to come right after where it's not about you mint this uh pill this past that we're building and you wait six months it's you know let's let's just do it so that people you know can can enjoy and get understanding of what we're trying to build here and ideally that kind of um solidifies our foundation within the community even more Um, because I, the, and then kind of getting um, call it creative in, in growth, growth tactics. And one thing that I really want to achieve is that, all right, we have, I think the latest data was under 10,000 active wallets um, currently trading NFTs. You know, we've seen a, that was in the, the hundreds of thousands a few months ago. And so you have, you know, short attention spans and you have low activity. The one thing that we saw with Project Venkman and Bill Murray was that, you know, they were able to successfully not only sell out, but bring on um, individuals that were not Web3. You know, a lot of those individuals were first time NFT buyers. And then looking at what Reddit has done, if anyone's been following their story for the past 12 months you know, they've onboarded a few million people unknowingly into NFTs. So when I think about the the growth tactics, it's, you know, we're, we we launched our newsletter today. Um, so we're going to be emailing individuals. And I, like, that's one thing even I spend every, like I check Discord once a day at a minimum and usually in there a couple hours. But I know that a lot of our advisors or even people that are following us don't have time. So let's have a, an email that can be sent out once a week to keep people apprised and and also for them to see the content so they don't need to you know scroll through twitter um, and the second is just education and I think that's going to be a benefit for us and the space. How do we get new people uh in here and and get their eyes on this
0: amazing, amazing guys, I don't know spaceman Tom I don't know if you've got any other questions because I've got a couple left and then uh and then maybe we'll open it up and see if anyone from the audience, guys, if you guys do want to uh, request now would be the time, and hopefully Tom can invite you up because I still can't see any of you. Um, so uh...
1: hit me with a request, folks. <laughs> um,
0: I guess the two questions I had, one of them very, very operational, one of them a little bit more kind of like um, uh, kind of thoughtful. Uh, so let's go with thoughtful first put my teeth back in um what's been the biggest learning for the team and the project to date like you say you've been kind of like thinking about this now for the last what i guess nine twelve months you know what what have you guys learned most about the space in the time that you've been doing that
6: raj do you want to comment because i've i've been in the space like really deep it'd be great to i think for the audience to hear your
0: perspective
4: yeah, Ben can you just repeat the question please
0: yeah for sure I'm just the, the biggest learning for yourself and the team and the project to date
4: I think it's just affirmation that uh, the the wipeout wipeout of of projects and this correction in the marketplace all it does is confirm or affirm that if you're not looking at something for the long term, it it you you have short windows where you might be successful and the way we approach anyone approaches building an actual business that can survive, you, you have to have the same kind of the application of the same methods and um, approaches here. And I think while we could have rushed this out last year and, and made some money and probably Bootstrap from there. It just would have been, uh, it wouldn't have been very strategic. And this, it it it's better that we took our time, and even though we saw the top and we're seeing the bottom, uh, it's given us the chance to actually create a plan that is insensitive, basically, to whether you're at the top or the bottom. That it will work as long as it's launched, and we can manage it in a way where the costs are commensurate with. Um, the success on the revenue side. And that just gives us this, we are able to create kind of a widget factory of content and experiences um, for everyone.
0: Well, I think it's really commendable that you guys haven't wrapped, I think, a, a brand and a business the size of the National Lampoon. I think you have a real opportunity to organically grow something quite fantastic. And certainly, if you think about the spirit of Web3 in the sense of kind of decentralized, uh sharing communication live feedback all of those things they kind of they they fit hand in glove national lampoon and web 3 it makes perfect sense to me and i uh i commend you guys for not rushing and just pulling the trigger to uh to make that bank quickly without really thinking this through
3: yeah i, I want to add to that is just like you know we talked about it. i think more towards the beginning but you know, everything that National Anthem Lamp- has built prior to this uh, has built a huge community of comedy fans. And now we're just trying to get it a little closer together with between the brand and actual people here in the space and hopefully influence a few people to come into the space that maybe aren't here already. And, you know, create this ability to have this connection between comedians, comedy fans, the future of the brand, what they're building both in web two and web three, because there are, I think Raj mentioned earlier, you know, there's still things being built for in the traditional sense, because that's what they were working on before uh, the pandemic. And, you know, this is going to be that place where if I'm a holder, I get the opportunity to have access to things that I wouldn't have normally pre-NFTs, pre-Web3, right? These holders are going to get that access to potentially get the magazines like Ron talked about, show potentially uh, at a red carpet premiere or, you know, get tickets or discount tickets or first in line tickets for a comedy tour that is something that's potentially in the works. And, you know, the final thing that kind of excites me is, I've been in L.A. my whole life. I've had the very fortunate experience to show up at comedy clubs and see people like Dave Chappelle show up unexpectedly, not on the uh, not on the, the list for the night, and, and see that. And, you know, this was actually prior to his show and prior to him being Lark, but, you know, it was one of the best nights I can tell you I've ever had. And, you know, we're going to be building that here for in the Discord and with the newsletter, and you're going to see up-and-coming comedians that you're going to be able to say you were there for before they got big, you're going to be able to actually interact with them through this NFT and through the poison pill. So there's a, a lot of really community building that's going to benefit both comedy fans and comedians uh, and National Lampoon connecting everybody together in one space. So, I urge you to join the discord if you can, cause there's already uh, memes being built in there to kind of bring that up earlier. And there's also comedy being thrown out there. It's not where it's going to be, but it's, it's growing. And I, and it's just really exciting.
0: Yeah. I, uh, second that I joined the, um, uh, the discord over the weekend and, uh, it's already made me laugh quite a bit. I imagine it's going to get very, very funny in there. So that leads me really perfectly on actually to the next question of my two, which was like operationally, give us your timeline. Like tell us what we're what's coming next and, and how quickly is this thing going to roll out?
6: Yeah, I think for us, <clears throat> a lot of the stuff is kind of done from a, at least on the initial phases, like the poison pill itself is basically at final cut. We're making edits and making sure that everything works and looks right. Um, From the magazine perspective, uh, you know, I think we're getting really close. All Judson is currently leading the effort on, on the first drop and, and can comment, you know, I think, ideally we, we hope to have stuff launched by end of year um, for both the, the biggest things that we're working on to make sure it works is, is testing out um, to make sure that everything can launch properly uh, on, on, on the blockchain and and how what the user experience will look like. The, the poison pill is not as hard as the magazine, which is going to be uh, a lot larger in file size. So, you know, making sure the infrastructure is there um, and then trying to, find a good window where we can, you know, it's a good week to mint. It's been difficult over the past couple of weeks, just with what's happening in the macro market. Uh, You know, we, we want to time it a bit, uh, you know, to the best of our ability where, you know, at least there's some positive momentum. And so I think that's the one thing that we're, you know, kind of waiting and pausing on. And hopefully our friends over in Europe can, uh, you know, calm down and, you know, we, we, it gets a bit easier for everyone. So.
0: Yeah, well, certainly uh, from this part of Europe, I think today everyone agreed that we might get a little bit of stability, and uh, and let's just hope that from uh, from an Eastern Europe point of view, things get resolved there quickly. Because I agree, it's uh, and and I guess not selfishly, it makes it sound ludicrous to be concerned about Web three when there's a war going on. But you know, all of these things go hand in glove, right? And I'd I'd really like to see a period after you know all of this kind of like pandemic into war into economic uncertainty and energy and all of these things like I feel like we all need a break right we could we could all do with a with a rest and to be able to sit and relax and and people be able to put their lives back together and I think at that point maybe more people would see the potential and and just how exciting this space is for communication for culture for technology for just the future you know and I think that's that's not me being uh, just bullish on Web3 and thinking about flipping and making money. That's me thinking about culture and and what it means to kind of be a uh, a citizen uh, that's in the world in a much more joined up space. So, yeah, there was a ramble from me. I haven't done that in a while. No, I, 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 no, what I,
6: I completely from. agree. And I just want to add to it because. Web3 is a culture that transcends borders because you don't know where people are. It doesn't yes. really kind of come into play. And, you know, I, I grew up in Minnesota. I was pretty show, like my, my back. My family's from India, so we were already a bit cross-cultural to a degree just based on how I grew up. But it had, it took me to, you know, move to New York for undergrad to really see, you know, the world. And then when I started working, I actually, you know, spent a lot of time in London. And that's, you know, even a bigger melting pot, in my opinion. Sure. compared to, to New York. And Web3 has been, you know, something where I, I'd i never talked to individuals directly, you know, from China, Tokyo, Taipei, Korea. And it's like, you're, you're talking to these individuals of US Spaces or Discord or whatever it may be. And it's like, here's a collection of individuals all across the globe that are like, you know, participating in this community or this event or something. And I really think that this as the space evolves, you know, we had, we had the internet and web too, and it was a bit siloed to the communities you grew up in or things you participated in, right? Like your Facebook feed is limited to people around you. Sure. Whereas, you know, these projects are now limited to, you know, their exposure or scope. And that could, that doesn't necessarily mean someone that you're, you know, to a second or third degree.
0: correct? Right, and, right. and, and, and you can actively participate in the growth of that as well, which I think is so exciting
6: exactly and yeah. so i think that's where it, it's most exciting for me personally and then also you know comedy is a way for us to communicate so how can we you know build this brand leverage the technology to a let people come together build their own niche ecosystems of comedy or community within you know nl or and and the comedy web3 umbrella and and really allow us to have have discussions and, and, you know, I, I think satire is the best way to not only educate individuals, but also to kind of move forward uh, when it comes to call it sticky topics. May that be you know, turnover for the prime minister and in, in the in the UK to, you know, what's been happening locally in the US to, you know, whatever it may be when it comes to. I think there's probably a laundry list of things that are going wrong right now. So absolutely.
1: <laughs> Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think comedy is a, a great tonic. It allows us to talk about those things perhaps with a little less uh, anxiety, which is always a nice thing, right?
6: Exactly.
0: Awesome. Yeah, for sure. Okay, well look, guys, this has been fantastic. I uh, I like to wrap things up around the hour mark. Tom, I'm assuming nobody has come up. Hello, Tom. <laughs> Negative, sir okie okay, dokie okay. well look i'll thank you and i'll thank spaceman for coming up appreciate your time guys
1: oh uh, thank thanks you so much
0: guys yeah really really enjoyed that and then uh guys from uh, nl studios i think it's really important because i did tag uh national lampoon but it's really important to know that this is being generated as a uh, as a project by Artsnitch. would you do me a favor and be really clear about the uh the, the handle for the twitter account <laughs>
3: Yeah, absolutely, and and you know the the, the main reasons we've got a huge, obviously old school Web two following on National Lampoon's uh, Twitter handle. Uh, so we want, to, as we're building this community out, we're, we're you know we're, no, we're gonna going to be focused on this. Um, it's it's you know really important that we just kind of make sure that we have everything, and you know the decision to merge things and how that will go. Depend on a lot of factors in the future, but you know uh, where Raj has been see- speaking. If you see that little gorilla holding a pill, that's the actual handle that we're we're, we're going to be doing most of the announcements, uh, getting gaining most of the following for for this. And it's uh, at, NL, at NL Studios underscore ETH. So NL Studios underscore ETH ETH uh, is the is the actual handle for where you're going to get most of the alpha for the project.
0: Perfect. And guys from National Lampoon, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I will turn this into a podcast in the next 24, 48 hours, and I'll i will uh, I'll publish it and send the link to you guys so that you can share it with your community more broadly as well.
6: Thank you, Ben. Thank you, Tom. It was a, a pleasure.
0: And uh, thanks again for having me. Great. Ben, thank thank you. you, guys. Thank you. So next uh, next week, guys, so this Thursday, I'm going on holiday. So there will not be a show this Thursday coming. Hurrah! First holiday since March. And uh, and so uh, next Monday, Halloween, um, we will have the Wonder Pals up with us, which I think will be a really, really exciting show, a Halloween special. Um, and then next Thursday, we will be joined by Ryan Carson. So it will not be a project specific, but more an individual in the space who is, delivering a great deal and uh, and i think that will also be really really exciting so leaves me to say big energy to you all have a great week off um looking forward to um catching up with you all next week oh and then also that thursday as well as ryan carson it's nft london so uh, i'll be with tom and spaceman and zerk in person um, looking forward to it all guys really really can't wait to see you all soon thank you everybody appreciate all of you and uh gm
6: thank you hey yeah gm I'm gm, GM. GM.